What's going on, everybody? Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the MGW Show. Um, today will just be myself, Brandon McIntyre, as Brantley and Brian are both busy this weekend. But I just wanted to give uh, my thoughts on draft night round one. We did live stream it over on the MGW Show on YouTube. If you want to give us a follow, subscribe. Um, but so I'm just I'm just gonna go back over the draft. What happened last night uh, with round one, which was crazy. A bunch of stuff happened. We had a lot of trades, a lot of you know shocking picks, and we definitely have some winners and losers. I think the winners are kind of synonymous and uh, similar as we we go throughout. Like everyone that's been covering the draft, <clears throat> I think the losers are kind of the same. So we're gonna start it off with. Jacksonville took Trayvon Walker at one. Um, that's a big, big question mark for them. Um, I think they possibly could have traded down and gotten Trayvon Walker. Um, he's not he's not the same player that Aiden Hutchinson is. You don't know. He wasn't even the best player on that Georgia defensive line. But the Georgia defense was so good. I mean, they had five people taken in the first round. Uh, that's the most in, in the history of the draft, to have five people on the defensive side of the ball from one school be taken. Um, so Trayvon Walker is definitely a question mark. The Lions, I love what the Lions did last night. Uh, they're definitely one of my winners. <laughs> to get Aiden Hutchinson, possibly the one of the best uh, players in this year's class, um, you know what you're going to get with Aiden Hutchinson. He's, he's a stud. He definitely had his best year his senior year, but you're keeping you're keeping him in Michigan. Um with Detroit, and then they traded back up from 32. Didn't even have to give up a first-round pick. They gave they swapped seconds, and then they gave up a fourth, and they traded back up to, I believe it was 12, to select Jamison Williams. So now, if you're Detroit, you have DJ Chark Jr. You signed him to a one-year deal. Amon Ra St. Brown, and towards the back half of the season, Amon Ra had a incredible season. So you know he's a star in the making. And then you have Jamison Williams, who is obviously coming off a torn ACL. So um, there's a lot of questions about if he keeps that speed that we're so used to seeing him from Alabama. But I think that's just a home run pick. I think the Lions did really well. Um, Lions are one of my teams. I think Detroit can easily win seven or eight games next season and shock a lot of people. I mean, they were very competitive last season. Very competitive. As an 0-8 team, they they were barely losing games. I mean, they beat Arizona at one point in the season. So I think Detroit, I, I like Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff's a good fit for what they're trying to do right now. Um, Obviously, I don't think Jared Goff is the answer, but I really like what Detroit did. Uh, Texans at three, they took Derek Stingley. I thought that was a bit of a reach. And same, they uh, I believe they also reached for, it was Kenyon Green, the guard out of Texas A&M. Um, I mean, with with no blue chipped players on that Houston team, and you go and get Derek Stingley, who may very well be the best player out of this entire draft. Um, his freshman year it absolutely lit up the college world, and from that point on, everyone thought he was the consensus number one player in this draft. Um, he's since had effort issues, um, and injury problems, so that's why. He slid a little bit, but I think Derek Stingley is definitely a uh, a top prospect in this year's draft. The Jets, everybody knows that both New York teams absolutely killed this draft for 
the Jets. Uh, Jets are a major winner. They got Sauce Gardner. Um, you know, they had Revis Island for a long time. Now you got Sauce Island. Don't get lost in the sauce. Um, I'm gonna. I need to coin that term because I know it's gonna be used. But so you have Sauce Island. You took Sauce Gardner at four, probably the best corner in this draft outside of Derek Stingley. Um, but we don't know what you're getting with Derek Stingley still. Sauce Gardner did not let up a single touchdown in his college career. Obviously, he's gonna give up some touchdowns. You know, playing as a rookie, um, in that division where you're gonna have Stephon Diggs and you're gonna have Tyreek Hill twice a year. So. We'll see what we get with Sauce. And then at 10, you took Garrett Wilson. That Wilson to Wilson connection is going to be unreal. Um, so now you have an offense that consists of CJ Uzoma, Tyler Conklin, two big body tight ends that are really good for Zach Wilson. And then you have Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and now you add Garrett Wilson to that. So the, this Jets team, another team that I think is going to win seven to eight games next year. Um, and then... The Giants, or no, we'll stay with the Jets. They also took Jermaine Johnson. So um, rumors were that the the Jets had Sauce Gardner, uh, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson as top eight players. All three of those guys were within the draft, uh, the Jets draft board's top eight. And for them to land all three of those guys with top eight talent, that's that's incredible. I mean, you got Jermaine Johnson at, I believe it was 26. Yeah, 26. Um, that's that's just incredible. The Jets blew everyone away with this draft. So they, they did a really good job. Moving on to the other New York team, uh, the Giants, the G-Men. Now, I'm a Washington fan, so it's going to pain me to say this, but the Giants had an incredible draft. Both of the guys that they took at 5 and 7 were both being mocked to be the number one overall pick uh, months leading up to the draft. You had Kadevon Thibodeau, who since being a freshman, has, like Derek Stanley, been in consensus number one overall pick. Um, obviously, he was injured. That kind of allowed his draft stock to slide. He does have some uh, maturity issues, so we'll see what happens in the in the big market that is New York. But I think, I think the Giants did great. I mean, you had two top 10 picks. You better hit on both of them, but they, they definitely hit on both. I think the giants are going to work on something pretty incredible with Brian Dable now running that team. Uh, does Daniel Jones turn into the next Josh Allen? That'll be yet to be seen, but Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal blew the draft away. Drake London at eight to Atlanta. Um, that, that, they're a loser. I mean, a loser, are they really a loser? Because we don't know what any of these prospects are as of right now. We just, we've seen them play in college. Drake London, though, 6'5 guy, big bodied receiver. I think the pro comp for him was Vincent Jackson. He can go up and get the ball. So they definitely need that number one receiver. Marcus Mariota now has a number one option outside of Kyle Pitts. Um, but I, I think with... Every single receiver was available at eight, and they took Drake London at eight. So should they have tried to trade down? Yeah, but you can only trade down if a team is willing to trade up with you. And obviously no one was willing to trade up with them uh, from what I assume. So they just took Drake London at eight. But I think that was a little bit of a reach. The Saints got Chris Olave, and then they took uh Trevor Penning at 19 I love the Chris Olave pick they like their Ohio State guys you know you have Michael Thomas there and then defensively you have uh Marshawn Lattimore so I think Chris Olave and Michael Thomas people forget 
Michael Thomas is a top five receiver in this league when healthy. The dude broke the single season reception record. We haven't seen him in two years, but when healthy, Michael Thomas is a top five receiver in the NFL. And that is not, you cannot argue that. <laughs> so Chris Olave and Michael Thomas will definitely make for a good duo of receivers. Um, will definitely be good for, for Jameis Winston. Definitely gives them some some weapons. Because they've they've been needing that second receiver outside of Michael Thomas. It's it's been a need. And then obviously we talked about the Lions taking Jamison Williams at twelve. The Eagles, how about that draft night trade with AJ Brown? I mean, you trade for AJ Brown, they've needed another receiver. They've missed on so many receivers. You've got JJ Arthego Whiteside. Um he's been a bust. Jalen Rager hasn't really shown you anything. Devonta Smith was really the first receiver that you you hit on so you have Devonta Smith now you have AJ Brown you brought him in from Tennessee obviously you gave up a first round pick I believe it was a first and a third to do it and then you you jump everyone and take Jordan Davis so there's your Fletcher Cox replacement for years to come and he's not making 25 million dollars a year so I think the Eagles again had a really nice draft both of those NFC East teams absolutely killed it Baltimore, it's going to pain me to say this too. Um, You're going to hear a lot of Baltimore slander on this channel. So if you're a Pittsburgh fan or if you don't like Baltimore, this is definitely the channel for you because you're going to hear it from Baltimore, from myself, Brantley, and Brian. Brian is a Packers fan, but he is not. We don't like Baltimore. Brantley supports Cleveland. Obviously, it's a rival of Baltimore. And me being Washington, uh, again, just I'm just not a fan of Baltimore. I don't I don't know. I can't explain to you why. I just don't like Baltimore. But they again another incredible draft. They were able to stay at 14 and take arguably again arguably the top prospect in this year's draft with Kyle Hamilton, safety. And then they traded away Marquise Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Now everyone's like, oh, now Lamar really doesn't have a number one guy. Well, I think Rashad Bateman's gonna step right in and be completely fine. And it doesn't matter if you have number one receivers. If you can't keep Lamar upright, then he can't even get the ball to a receiver if he even has any. So for them to get Kyle Hamilton and then trade Marquise Hollywood Brown to Arizona and then with that pick take Tyler Linderbaum at, I believe it was 25. Yeah, 25. They took Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. With the season that we saw Creed Humphrey have with Kansas City, the best, he's arguably already in his second season, already arguably one of the best interior offensive linemen in the NFL. <laughs> and Tyler Linderbaum is a better prospect than what Creed Humphrey was. He's he's undersized like Creed Humphrey was. He's got short arms like Creed Humphrey. But I think Tyler Linderbaum is a better prospect than what Creed Humphrey was coming out of college last year. So, the I mean, the Ravens had an had an amazing draft. Um, you got to protect your franchise guy in Lamar Jackson. I'm interested to see what Lamar Jackson's contract extension looks like. I'm interested to see what they do at receiver now that Hollywood Brown has been out. I mean, you still have Mark Andrews there. And then, like I said, Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay. So you got a young group of guys within that room that can definitely develop and be that number one guy for Lamar Jackson. It's just a matter of whether they develop or not. Um, my Washington football, Washington commanders, that's going to take some getting used to, still not used to it. Um, but Washington took Jahan Dotson when Traylon Burks was still on the, on the board. Um, I'm not really 
too keen on this pick. I wasn't too keen on it. I would have loved a Trent McDuffie here. Um, I would have loved Trent McDuffie, honestly. I loved his tape coming out of college from Washington. But Jahan Dotson, is, he's really got buttery route running. Uh, so he's hes a really good route runner. He can get open. He's got great body control. He's really good with his hands. He's got a wide catch radius. So I think Washington is definitely putting Carson Wentz in the right position to succeed. You know, coming from Indianapolis, I think the only receiver that you can really argue was worth anything from Indianapolis is Michael Pittman. So to go from Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor to now Logan Thomas at tight end, Antonio Gibson, who is nowhere near Jonathan Taylor's level, but he's still a very good running back, Antonio Gibson. And now you have Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and then Curtis Samuel and Dayami Brown, who was the, I believe, third round pick last year. Dayami Brown was at a UNC. So they're definitely setting Carson Wentz up to succeed. I'm hoping in day two, which is today, um, I'm hoping day two we take some offensive linemen because we lost Brandon Sheriff. We did acquire Andrew Norrell, but um, I hope we take some some offensive linemen, maybe some defensive backs. I know Kyler Gordon's still available. Andrew Booth Jr. is still available. We need a linebacker. N'Kobe Dean is still available. So I'm interested to see what Washington does um, here in day two in rounds two and three. Um, the Chargers take Zion Johnson out of Boston College. I thought this was a great pick. Um, fell right to him. Got to continue to protect your uh, franchise guy and Justin Herbert. So that was a great pick for them. Tennessee shipped out A.J. Brown to Philly, obviously, and they took A.J. Brown in Traylon Burks. Um, this is A.J. Brown or Debo Samuel to a T. Uh, so you just replaced A.J. Brown with a cheaper, younger version of him. Uh, Trevor Penning, I don't like that pick for New Orleans. He, I don't think he's your Teron Armstead replacement. I mean, his tape just looked terrible, especially at the Senior Bowl. Um, if you guys have seen it, he there's there's one play. It went kind of viral on TikTok, at least. Um, where he's he's blocking his defender right, and then he literally pushes the defender into the back of Desmond Ritter, and it could have been a very serious injury. Uh, for as far as like Desmond Renner goes, so I don't I don't like Trevor Penning not one bit. I didn't like that pick. He is a big dude. He's a mauler. He's very nasty. So if that's what they were going for, then that's what they got. But I don't like Trevor Penning kind of being on an island like they had Teron Armstead for so many years. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers all leading up to the draft, they were linked to Malik Willis, and then it came out that they really liked Matt Corral, and then they take Kenny Pickett. So. You take the safe guy. He's probably the most pro-ready guy in this quarterback class in Kenny Pickett. Um, he's been rumored to have small hands. Uh, there's another guy that had small hands coming out of the draft, and he goes by the name of Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow just torched them twice this year. So maybe they're taking that same path. Guy with small hands, maybe we'll torch the league. So Kenny Pickett, I think, is a safe pick there. Uh, Chiefs, another team that just blew. I love what they did. They took Trent McDuffie at 21. Absolute steal. I wish Washington would have took him at 16. I Like I said, I love Trent McDuffie's tape. He can play the boundary. He's got real quick feet, kind of like Jair, Jair Alexander. Um, Real quick feet. He can play the boundary. He can play the slot. You can line him up. He can play overhang safety. So Trent McDuffie, I mean, that's your Tyron Matthew replacement, essentially. Trent McDuffie can do a lot of things for that defense. 
Uh, Quay Walker was the first linebacker taken off the board, which was a shock to everyone. Um, and now everyone's like, oh, why didn't Green Bay take a receiver? I think Green Bay did not take a receiver because from where they were drafting at the 22 and the the 28, they there was no quality receivers within that range. You were either going to reach for someone or you were going to have to trade up to get one of these top guys. And they elected not to trade up and they didn't reach for anyone, which is good. So they have three picks in rounds two and three uh, total. They have a collective of three picks in these next two rounds. So, and then that's, that's when you get a wider variety of receivers within that range. So Green Bay will probably definitely, if they're not making a move for Debo Samuel, Green Bay will definitely be making a move for a receiver in rounds two to three. That's more of a range. They weren't going to reach for anyone. And, you know, kudos to them for not reaching on anyone. They've, they've lost in the playoffs because their defense just hasn't been able to stop anyone or make stops when they need to. So they they looked to the defensive side of the ball and took Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia and Quay Walker out of Georgia. So they took a pair of Georgia teammates to um, bolster up that, that defensive side of the ball. And I think Green Bay had an all right draft. Um, they didn't come off the board at me, but they had they had a good draft. They definitely drafted for uh, like best player available, not necessarily need. Buffalo got a number two guy in Kyer Elam. They lost Levi Wallace this offseason. And when Trey White went down, they didn't really have a number one guy. So Kyer Elam's going to come in. He's got great ball, great ball skills. So I think Kyer Elam is going to be a great complimentary piece to Trey White. Uh, the Cowboys, I'm so glad that they blew it. Um, Tyler Smith. He could have, I mean, he's a good pick. He's a very raw prospect, very strong. He's He's very good. Very versatile, which a lot of NFL clubs love when it comes to their offensive linemen is versatility. You know, you can play the outside at tackle or you can play, get moved inside, play center or guard. Tyler Smith can do that. They lost Connor Williams in free agency, so they needed to fill that hole. They have Tyler Biadash at center. The Tyler Smith pick is kind of a question mark, but only time will tell. That could be the steal of the draft. You know, like I said, only time will tell. Baltimore, we talked about them taking Tyler Linderbaum. I love that pick. We saw what Creed Humphrey did. Tyler Linderbaum's a better prospect than what Creed Humphrey was. So Baltimore, again, home run. The Jets, home run. Jacksonville took Devin Lloyd. I like that pick. I don't like their first-round selection, their number one overall selection, but I like Devin Lloyd at 27 here. We talked about Green Bay at Devontae Wyatt. Uh, Georgia at 28. And then another real strange pick, I should say, is uh, Cole Strange, the guard, uh, went to New England at 23. So strange pick. Cole Strange was a very strange pick. Um, he could have been available in at the end of round two, early round three. You could have got him then. They've been linked to Andrew Booth Jr. They really need a corner after uh, J.C. Jackson walked this offseason, but Cole Strange was definitely a very questionable pick. Um, the Rams, it's even it's going viral right now. The Rams, Sean McVay is literally they're laughing at this pick. They thought they were going to have him at the early two, um, early three, but nope, goes in the first round, goes late first. So and and he can play well. New England can turn him into a great offensive lineman. So he can turn into a great player, but they they reached a lot for him. So 
Uh, George Karloftis, they needed another edge rusher after Melvin Ingram walked. So George Karloftis, who could is a top 15 talent in this draft, and you got him at 30. So another great pick for Kansas City. Um, like I said, they, they had a great draft uh, night one. Dax Hill, safety, very versatile guy, uh, 31 to Cincinnati. And then Lewis Seen is a great pick for Minnesota. However, they need cornerback help. Uh, they traded with Detroit, and they selected, with with that trade, they selected Jamison Williams. And he's just going to torch that Minnesota uh, corner room because they, they have no cornerback help. Lewis Seen is a great pick, but they have no corners other than I think Pat Pete resigned with them, but Pat Pete's on the back half of his career. We all know that. They didn't get a first round in return. They just swapped seconds and then they got an extra third. So the the Minnesota pick, Lewis Seen's a great player, but I, I don't like what Minnesota did. So if we're talking winners and losers, my round one winners are Kansas City. I really love what they did with Trent McDuffie and George Karloftis. Um, I hate to say it. It literally pains me to say it, but Baltimore, another great draft, um, taking Tyler Linderbaum and then Kyle Hamilton. Great draft for Baltimore. The Jets had a stellar draft. I think probably the best with getting Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson and then trading back up for a third selection and taking Jermaine Johnson at the back half of the first, um, Great, great draft by both New York teams because the Giants are another one of my winners to take Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal, who at some point during the season were supposed to go number one overall to Jacksonville. And they got Kayvon Thibodeau at five and Evan Neal at seven. So both New York teams had incredible night ones. Let's see if they can keep that momentum going moving into day two. And as far as losers go, I'm going to say Atlanta at eight with Drake London. You could have traded back if you had the option to, or you could have taken a Garrett Wilson or a Chris Olave, someone who's higher up on a lot of these big boards as far as receivers go. Um, Atlanta, I think, lost. Um, and then Dallas, I don't I don't like what they did with Tyler Smith. And another loser for me is going to be the Patriots and Cole Strange. Uh, and then Minnesota, too. So those are my round one winners and losers. Um you guys can comment down below, click the like button if you like what you hear, uh, subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Hopefully next time I do this or within the next few episodes, you'll see the full crew of guys, uh, myself, Branley, and Brian. Hopefully you'll get the full crew and we'll all be able to give our thoughts and feedback on stuff. If you guys have any um, opinions on anything that you want me to talk about, uh, like I said, comment down below. But other than that, Um, Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.